What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope everybody's having an awesome day today. I'm going to be talking about the Pine Bush UFO sightings, headless horsemen, and ultimately the weird, wonderful, and paranormal Hudson River Valley. Um, we're going to look at it on a map today. We're going to talk about some of the top uh, paranormal events, not just recently, but throughout history with the lore and the legend. Um, I think this stuff is so cool and um, honestly kind of important just to uh, to go through, to talk about. Don't forget, at any given point here, you can drop stars which directly helps me on Facebook. You can drop Super Chats, which helps me on YouTube. You can drop gifts over here on TikTok or Instagram. So I appreciate those greatly. Thank you guys so much. Um, like I said, my name is Cub Cooker, and I study uh, faith, spirituality, and the realm of paranormal, specifically on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. You can listen on Apple and Spotify by scanning the code below. So we are going to get into it today. This is some really interesting stuff. Uh, the Hudson River Valley is uh, a very notable UFO, paranormal, ghost, apparition, portal, hotspot in the country. Now, we've talked about Skinwalker Ranch before. We've talked about uh, some of the things in the Uinta Valley uh, out in Utah. But today, again, we're going to talk about Hudson River Valley um, and I find it really interesting that valleys seem to gather spiritual energy, metaphysical energy, paranormal energy, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so today I'm going to do a lot of speculation, a lot of hypothetical stuff. Um, always do your own research and understand this is merely my opinion. Um, we're going to look at a couple of websites and some articles. But really, I just want to get your mind around what might these things be. I want to share a little bit that I've learned recently that I think might help us decode what is going on, especially in correlation to my Matrix series I've been doing. So what is up, Earthling? How are you doing? Wendy, welcome. I uh, hope you're having a beautiful day. Um, let's see. Uh, Dreamstar Oracle says, heck yeah, they do. Valleys and river towns, absolutely. Um, Nicholas says, mark my words, soon aliens will be coming to Earth claiming to be God. Uh, well, we've worshipped them as gods for years, and by years, I mean thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So we can just look back to the Enuma Elish um, and, and look at the maker gods of the Anunnaki uh, to get a really good idea of what that actually looks like. So um, I looked up, you know, I've got kind of a one through five list here I wanted to share with everyone, um, looking up some paranormal activity in the Hudson River Valley. And so number one, we got to talk about it, the Headless Horseman of Sleepy Hollow. So the legend of the Headless Horseman was popularized by Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Um, this originates from the Hudson River Valley. Many residents and visitors claim to have encountered um, spectral figure riding through the area. Now, that's what I wanted to kind of cut off the, the words there on the screen, but I wanted to really denote that, that this is a spectral figure, okay? And there's a lot of spectral figures that you hear about in lore and legend. What happens when you have a lot of people witnessing these things? And I'm talking about not just one at a time, 
where you put it in your head and you think, oh, I saw the headless horseman or I saw the apparition. Um, but you get it in the collective mind and it actually becomes so real that it actually is breaking through the barrier, the spiritual substratum into the three-dimensional matrix. So again, I promised I would talk metaphysics today. We cannot get into this stuff. I'm not just here to do the woo-woo. Isn't that creepy? I want to talk about what these things might be. How can we understand them? How can we change them? How can we update them? How can we manipulate them? How can we experience them personally if we do want to go into these areas? Um, maybe you want to be a paranormal investigator. Maybe you want to get into the supernatural or maybe you just want to understand things on a deeper level spiritually and what all of this stuff might mean. So yeah, Appalachia Earthling says uh, part of the same mountain range that all kind of connects through there with Appalachia. Um, and there's some really weird stuff that happens in the Appalachian mountains as well. Um, I've always wanted to go hike the Appalachian trail, but uh, there's some stories about that and I'll, I'll do a video on that coming up as well. Um, let's see. Um, so I wanted to talk about that because Legend of Sleepy Hollow, one of my absolute favorite legends of all time, right? Um, I was actually in that play when I was, I don't know, maybe 15 years old or somewhere in there. Um, loved that play. Um, I got to, to play the um, kind of the the brawny character named Brom Bones, and um, he was kind of a bully and whatnot, but uh, it was a really fun character to play, especially when I was younger. And so I was always fascinated with the headless horseman imagery, not really because he was headless, but because it was a spectral sighting. Um, he wasn't really real, yet he could really inflict harm on people somehow. Um, and so how is that even possible? What does that even mean? Um, is the legend actually based on something? And I would have to say that, you know, all these legends, just like mythologies, come from somewhere. Uh, some sort of spectral entity was probably seen in the woods um, and maybe unalived people. Now, with that said, um, I tend to get into the whole skinwalker thinking when we get into this because uh, we don't know what they are, right? Like we don't know, um, is it a skinwalker? Is it actually a headless horseman? Is it uh, some sort of Yeti creature? Um, again, we don't know, but they are always seems like accompanied uh, by orbs floating through the trees and shooting up and down into the stars. And so that's why when we talk about the headless horseman, I think it's like, really, really um, important to um, kind of give a little bit of creed to the idea that UFO technology might be involved in a lot of this somehow, some way. And so that's kind of how I'm going to spin this today. Um, and yeah, a couple of people are saying that they've seen UAPs recently, uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. By the way, that's been going on a lot recently. And in fact, there's reports now all across the country and people talking about possible disclosure and all this stuff. And I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll ever get disclosure. I think it would be cool if we did. I think it would be uh, right if we did. Um, if they know something, I think it would be right to tell people. But I also think it's going to depend on how people act and how people handle the little pieces of information that are given. So 
anyway, with that said, um, and by the way, I don't go live with other people because I'm live on like eight different platforms right now. We're on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, and Apple and Spotify podcasts. So um, it's really Im impossible to go live with someone unless we plan it. So uh, Chase says I'm in Fort Worth. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're up here in West Texas and there's just like nothing here. I've never seen anything here. There's only a handful of reports even historically here. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, we're just flat up on the plains. Um, and so that's why I wanted to look at the Hudson River Valley, because I just I, I find this fascinating. So first off, let, let, let's look at Google Earth here. Um, I'm not affiliated with or associated with any of these websites that I'm sharing today. Um, so, you know, nothing to reflect their belief systems or anything like that. I'm just using them. Um through fair use to kind of show you guys what's going on. So anyway, here's the Hudson River Valley. This is a big, big overview of it. And it spans uh, quite quite a ways. Um, but already you can see how it washes through here. Um, not sure if you guys can see that uh, through Pennsylvania, West Virginia. See how kind of the mountain range moves through. And, and literally you can see where the water floods through or did flood through maybe in the uh like the last great flood that we had so um not really sure now here's actually hudson here albany this is kind of the main area we're going to be looking at here uh because this is where a lot of the things have happened so oddly enough there's a little woodstock um and i don't know the exact specific geographical locations like how to draw a line around where all of this paranormal stuff happens but I did look up some of the towns through here. And so I know that it fairly well follows kind of this deeper area of, you know, where the Hudson River Valley runs through here. So um, that I just think is really, really fascinating. So um, you can really see it basically coming straight down here. Um, and so this is where a lot of this paranormal activity happens in here. Why does it happen? I have no idea, but I do believe there has to be something to do probably with the mineral content of how things wash in or out and how accessible that mineral content might be. Um, and I also don't necessarily think that all of this is, um, you know, physical entities within our three-dimensional space. I feel like a lot of like when the grays and stuff appear i feel like they're physically here but it's also really really apparent that like there's these orbs that are definitely interdimensional and they can shape shift and move and then land with a craft and so to me it's almost like there's a a portal and that's what we're looking at with these these orbs and that portal is basically moving around and um and kind of pushing through time and space. I'm going to talk about that here in a minute um, with the pine bush UFO sighting, specifically the orange orbs. And I've got some other really cool theories I want to share with you guys today. But let's get into number two here. Um, and so it wouldn't be complete talking about Hudson River Valley stuff. If we didn't talk about the 1970s and 80s, uh, the Cropsey Maniac, Rumors circulated about an escaped mental patient named Cropsey who supposedly abducted, uh, you know, in Staten Island and nearby areas, including Hudson River Valley. Uh, so no disrespect. Obviously, th there's real things like this that happen and they're absolutely horrible and uh, definitely do not agree with them. I'm not promoting them. 
Uh, but again, these are these urban legends that we hear about so often. If you watch any of the slasher films from like the 70s and 80s or any of the Rob Zombie stuff, you know, you're probably going to see some of this type of imagery of, of what this is um, about. So this urban legend became the subject of documentaries and inspired a lot of horror movies. So um, again, I had to talk about that because that's just kind of another thing happening in, in this area. And is that like what you would consider demonic possession where you have an energy or an entity enter a human being that has already given themselves over kind of to the dark side, if you will? I don't know. I mean, again, I'm just theorizing here, but I think all of the stuff happening at once, there's got to be some common connection. I mean, if you're seeing uh, that many things in one area, there's got to be some sort of interesting connection to it. I would hypothesize for sure just from the data that I've picked up researching this and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different accounts. And then there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of eyewitness accounts within all the different subsets from ghosts to UFOs to, you know, actual uh, psychopaths, all kinds of different things. So again, it just seems like it all has to be somehow, some way connected. Um, Leo says he's in Fort Worth. Welcome, my friend from uh, from West Texas up here. So Pine Bush UFO sighting since the 1980s. Pine Bush, a small town in the Hudson River Valley, has been associated with numerous UFO sightings and other strange phenomena. Witnesses have reported seeing unidentified flying objects and mysterious, I really wish this wouldn't cut off, um, and mysterious lights in the sky. So particularly, I want to talk about the lights in the sky. Because that's where you get like the Betty and Barney Hill story. And if you don't remember that, that's way back when I, I want to say it's in the 50s, maybe. And they're driving along and they see this light in the sky and it gets closer and it follows their car. And then it tries to land in the road in front of them. And then a beam of light hits them. And then boom, two hours are gone. Like boom, two hours gone out of their life. They don't remember anything. Then they do through a bunch of different um, therapy, through uh, hypnosis, they kind of start um, remembering some of the events that happen. And, it, and it's terrifying. There's a lot of trauma involved. Um, not something you want, by the way. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to make contact. And it's like, do you really? And, and I'm not saying that all extraterrestrials are bad, but I'm just saying a lot of these abductions where people are taken up uh, into a spacecraft are very, very traumatic. And they're not really something that we want to experience. So with that said, um, I think that there is, again, there's a galactic federation of light, but I don't think they're coming down, taking people up. That's not really their, their style. So, but the, these lights in the sky, uh, Asa says, howdy from Sedona, Arizona. What is up? Welcome, my friend. You guys be sure all your new ones, um, excuse me, <clears throat> all you new people, uh, be sure and give me a follow. Um, I haven't seen a lot of y'all before. So Leo says, are they fallen angels? Um, I mean, yes and no, by the way. Stephen is, uh, says, love Sedona. And I'm losing my voice today. I've been talking all day, so forgive me. Um, but the fallen angels, you know, I've gotten into that whole thing with Enoch. And then I'm reading through the Lost Book of Anki right now. Lost Book of Anki is very, very clear about um, Anki has a scribe of Lord Anki. 
and he's telling the scribe what to write down, what's going to happen, how it's going to go down, that type of thing. Um, what the past is, what the present is, what the future is, and kind of giving him this prophetic timeline, if you will. And so in this prophetic timeline that he's giving him, he's like, hey, um, you know, don't change any of this. By the way, it sounds really, really similar to like other prophetic books, other gods that had their scribes and said, hey, don't change anything. This is my word given to you. Like we've heard that before in the Bible. You've heard that with the watchers. You've heard that with Enoch. Um, one of the things in the lost book of Anki is when the scribe is taken up, he's talking about he sees the earth leave his feet. And then all of a sudden um, he feels terrified and he's in a dark room and then the room is illuminated with no windows and somehow it's illuminated and he has a um, a tablet that he's writing on and with no effort he can write on it. Like it's just, it's very technological. And if somebody had not seen technology and they had been taken up by a god, they're going to go, wait a minute, you know, this is, this is wild. This is a magic tablet, you know. Uh, I've got magic tablets I'm streaming on right now, so uh wendy says bro where can i send you a book uh pdf the keys of enoch by jj hey yeah absolutely just shoot me a message uh on tiktok um or or facebook um love to check it out so um let's see martin says i haven't believed in quote unquote aliens per se just interdimensional beings absolutely and I think we have to broach the subject with that understanding that maybe these are not just like coming from other star systems. And if they are, that's an impossible distance that they have to be interdimensional. They have to go between dimensions to even get here. And therefore, even the experience with them is going to trigger things like the psychedelic. It's going to trigger things like spiritual awakenings. It's going to trigger things like genetic modifications. It's going to trigger all kinds of things, including traumas, by the way, because your little human brain that you use about what 15% of or something like that. I don't even think it's that much. Um, it, it just doesn't know how to compute, right? Like, and uh, unless you've really, really trained it, gotten to a much higher level of consciousness, which most of us have not, um, it's going to be really hard to take in that much data, right? Because it's a lot of data. It's a lot of quantum data, a lot of light data, a lot of genetic data, just interacting with these beings. And that's why they basically have to put you in this stupor. Um, every time they take someone up, um, there's like a time gap. People don't remember. And it's not like anesthesia like when you go and, and get a surgery where you kind of remember going under and you remember coming out it's just like you're hit with a beam and all of a sudden two hours are gone and you remember nothing and then the next day you're sore and you have pain uh some people have woken up with bruises on them all kinds of stuff this this is some disturbing stuff right aces says the shining ones absolutely um because they're all shining ones right we just don't know which ones are good which ones are bad but we do know in the Bible, every time an angel came to someone, they're like, hey, don't be afraid. And a lot of times people report that these entities, these greys, these, um, you know, different uh, species of extra dimensional beings. I'm going to call them extra dimensional. I think that's probably a more appropriate term. Uh, these extra dimensional beings are, are telling people, hey, don't be afraid. We're not going to hurt you, even though, yeah, it's painful, even though, yeah, it's terrifying, like. But you're just being told, hey, we're not going to hurt you. It also makes me wonder, and this is a wild theory I have, but I think there is something to it. This is no offense to, to anyone in the back. Um, 
you know, if you're of Christian doctrine or whatever, but um, Mother Mary, the Immaculate Conception, the perfect genetic savior, if you will, the perfect highly ascended being, you know, she became pregnant through no natural means, right? An angel came to her. What's an angel? I mean, look behind me, guys. Uh, this is as close to an angel as anything. Now, you can see these like you with wings. You can see, you can manifest these however you want, right? But I think the truth about these interdimensional beings is they're all basically, it's function over form. They're not made to be pretty. They're not made to be vanity. They're not made to be anything other than they are the worker bees. They are the guardians. They are the watchers. They are the purveyors and the perpetuators of natural resources, natural processes, and ultimately spiritual technology. And so when we interact with them in our feeble little human bodies, it's traumatic, right? So I think to pass judgment and say they're bad is not really um, the right mode of approach, but also to, I don't know, seek an experience with them might be something you want to definitely double think about. So now if you read Whitley Strieber's book, um, Communion, by the way, absolutely one of my favorite books, highly, highly recommend it, Communion. Um, it's absolutely incredible. Um, and he he gets deep into, you know, kind of the trauma that he went through. But also ultimately at the end, um, his connection, his deep connection and even relationship with these entities where they respected him, he respected them. Um, and had he had an actual relationship with them. He had a communion with them. He didn't feel that way at first, but by by the end, he there's like a, an affection he has. It's a really weird thing. Again, not something I'm really asking for because it's it kind of terrifies me. I don't even like having this guy behind me, right? Because you wake up in the middle of the night and see this. By the way, that's one of the the reports in the Hudson River Valley that people see a lot is they find a they wake up and find these entities in their bedroom, and then they're they're taken out the window or taken up. Um, it's pretty terrifying. And then people can even wake up and it's like happening in a dream, but it's really happening. But then they'll wake up and, oh, it didn't happen. And it's really, really weird. Um, I've had some entities come to me and, and try to say things that are really terrifying or scary. Um, I didn't know if it was real or not. I spent many, many months praying against it. Um, and I feel like, um, I feel like I've moved through it and I've, I've found healing from it. But um, again, I don't think they're all good either. I mean, we see with the watchers that from a, a point of view, the watchers, um, did some bad things, some negative things, but I've also flipped that story and read where the watchers are actually the good guys. So again, we don't know. And I think we just have to be very responsible when we approach these subjects more than I guys, I want to be the show out here. That's looking at these sides of things. Okay. There's plenty of people out there that are going to sit there and they'll throw all this fanciful data at you and, oh, look at this. And oh, that I want to talk about what are the philosophical, what are the metaphysical, what are the religious and the spiritual implications of these things being real, but not only real, but how the heck do they even work? How do they even move through time and space? How are they attached to all of these things like skinwalkers? Are they fighting them? Are they manifesting them? Is there so much spiritual energy when these are around that all the demons are just flooding in? Like, we don't know. But I want to have that conversation, at least go there 
to try to think and get a bigger understanding of this. Because chances are maybe one of you guys that's watching, maybe one day you will have the answer and you will actually be able to shed some light on this for humanity and maybe even initiate uh, relationships between humanity and these entities uh, in a way that, you know, we haven't been able to before. So um, fire in the sky, Teresa says, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sophia says, how long did it take you to get rid of those types of things? So, I mean, I prayed for months and months and months about it. Um, also had started reading, um, uh, a course in miracles, which really helped me just because it's like about that we're manifesting everything. So like, if you're experiencing these, you're, you're letting them into your reality, basically. Like you've asked them to be there somehow, some way. I don't understand how it all works by the way, but uh, mine was just a gray trying to speak illness over me, basically trying to put me in a fear-based mentality. Um, I've also heard of other people that have had demonic type things happen to them and they manifest in this type of body as well. So again, I think that uh, there's probably some species of these. I'm not saying it's this one. This may be, may be a good one, but um, there's some species of these just like there's good and evil people, right? Like we're all different. Um, some of these may be good, some may be evil. And, um, you know, I, all I know is when the message is a negative message, that's a negative alien agenda to me. Uh, it's not like a warning, like, hey, this this is going to happen to you. You need to dot, dot, dot. It, it was just like trying to cast a spell on me, basically. Uh, and it was really terrifying. And I, I was just full of fear. And so, again, I've been praying against it for a very long time and feel like I've moved through it uh, somewhat or, or mostly um, trying to find the healing from it. But um, and, and it could have been a dream, by the way. That's the thing. Like, you don't know. Was it just a dream? Was it a fear based dream and vision? Because I was watching a TV show that had this type of thing. Was it actually a real entity that had come to me? Now, I do believe at certain points in my life, there are real entities that have come to me in my dreams, tried to steal me in my dreams, that type of thing. Because the dream world is a whole nother level of reality. Is there another timeline where I had to pray against this um, type of dis-ease in my life or this type of illness to prevent, to prevent it so I could disagree with it and come out of vibration with it possibly like maybe it was a warning and i was able to pull myself out of that vibration and and pray it away basically so um i i don't have the answers i'm just sharing the the weird stuff because i know you guys have had similar experiences i know you have um dream star oracle says your dreams can be invaded by angels even biblically too yeah absolutely joseph um Martin says, I don't find uh, entities scary regardless of the form uh, figure. It's all God and self. Yeah, Martin, you have probably a much better understanding than a lot of people. And I'm not trying to just, uh, you know, call you out. But I do want to say that's something I'm working on coming into agreement with, too. Like, it's still me, right? Like, even if I experience something like this, ultimately, it's me. Ultimately, it was me trying to cause myself harm. Ultimately, it was me saying i need to get out of this mindset i need to get out of that vibration um so i don't know that was kind of my thing so uh asa says i have a theory i call i'm gonna pop up your your comment here uh i have a theory i call it dimensional evolution basically everything evolves at a different rate some take longer some may even just simply stop thoughts great 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 theory um 
I think that there's definitely something to that. I even think that there's some data to say that these are us. These are us in time. Uh, evolution, we would get rid of everything that we don't need. We would not need to have a huge muscular structure. We would not need looks. We would not need... Um, we would not even need, uh, you know, we know that they don't even really have like teeth, basically, that they they eat through like uh, intravenous or liquid type of, uh, but they have psychic abilities. They're massive brain, eyes that can see in every dimension, telepathic communication. They're basically the perfect spiritual conduit, if you will. Um, and so who's to say that that's not us in 10 million years or a hundred million years or whatever that would be. Right. Um, Martin says they can be startling though. LOL. Uh, and who's to say that you're not one of these already and you're plugged into the matrix and you think you look the way that you do. And every time one of these comes to you, it's literally trying to do work on your body or work on your mind to help you through something, help you avoid something. Uh, help you move out of vibration with something. I don't know. Again, wild theories here, wild theories. I promised today would be some theories. So um, I want to do more of this stuff where we just spin on these ideas because I think it's important. So uh, that's where be not afraid uh, of sudden fear comes in. Yeah, Martin, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Dream Star Oracle says, I'm not ready for sky spooky me yet, Cub. I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, again, we don't know. Um, and I do want to talk about um, the pine. Let's see if I can find it. Um, oh, I thought I had it open. I don't have it. Uh, but the Pine River um, UFO site or Pine Bush UFO sighting. So there's a whole paranormal museum dedicated to it, um, as I've said. But... Um, just some really interesting things, especially the lights in the sky. You know, they, they start as like orange orbs um, and come down. And and like I said, they, they've been known to grow and get bigger and manifest into an actual ship. And I'm not talking about like coming in closer and, oh, it's a ship. It just looked like a little ball. I'm, I mean, like they start as a small pinhole, a ball of energetic light somehow moving through time and space and then ultimately manifest as a ship manifest as it hits you with a beam or whatever that is or then there's a skinwalker present or a yeti or uh, whatever it is so or the headless horseman right so uh you've heard of the lights over the water floating over the water um i have a family member who lives up in this area of new york actually and they see lights over the water all the time so um, not like military or anything, but like these orbs going up and down, like they're going in the water. And it's, it's pretty wild guys. It's pretty wild. So, uh, Melanie says I have had encounters with Grays and my mom, grandmother and grandmother. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So let me say that Marlene, and I'm not calling Marlene out, but I want to talk about this. One of the theories on the show I was watching is that there is a certain blood type that these entities take up more often than others. And they did kind of a, a study on it, and it was more than 50% of the people that they had taken blood samples from uh, who had had experiences with these had that certain blood type. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. I can't say it online because your video gets all flagged. But um, only like 15% of like the global population even has this blood type. And 
to for fifty percent of abductees to have that blood type is is pretty weird. I mean, that's a pretty alarming rate. So, um, Anna, great great uh, comment, Anna. I'm going to bring that up on the screen here. And it says everything comes down to energy. Energy can manifest, as you said. And as I have been moving uh, further along into my spiritual journey, I've been seeing into what believing to the fifth dimension. And I've been having encounters with other beings. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly. Um, D says, no way. I'm that blood type. Um, I won't pop you up on the screen. Apparently, some people are really um, scared to even say that they are, by the way. Uh, yes, uh, correct, Rhymers. Um, they've dropped it to 14% now, Dreamstar Oracle says. So, yeah, there you go. So, it literally is a very rare thing to have. And by the way, I don't have a clue what blood type I am. People ask me all the time, oh, you're probably that, aren't you? No, I have no idea. I don't even think I am, but I can, I will get it checked for everyone at some point because I have no idea um here we go Th this is getting good this is getting good we got to talk about this because th this ties into your comment anna about energy i think this is really important too uh number four the lake george monster lake george located in south adirondacks near the hudson river has had its share of alleged sightings of a lake of a lake monster uh descriptions vary but witnesses claim to have had several large serpentine creatures swimming um so in the lake's waters um that's to me again more paranormal i don't think i i have this theory about cryptids um animals that are undiscovered or thought to be extinct that they actually are they actually are and these entities these interdimensional entities who we know from the enuma elish we know even from the holy bible these physical deity gods liked to do genetic manipulation they like to do chimeric research they liked to if you watch some of the marvel movies there's a character called the high evolutionary and he manipulates animals and humans and makes better creatures to terraform and populate his own planets and that's pretty much what we're dealing with with these ancient mythologies and i'm not making this stuff up guys go read the enuma elish Go read the Anunnaki mythologies, the Sumerian, Babylonian, even the Canaanite mythologies. And then you get into the biblical mythologies and you see it all over that too. You see the effort and the focus on certain people who are considered pure. And I'm not talking about any race here, by the way. We have seen that abductees, that these things are interested no matter what color, race, religion, uh, whatever, however you look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with an underlying current running through you, I believe. Um, so, um, oh, interesting. Well, Rhymers, I'm really glad that you're doing well. And uh, it sounds like you're in remission, by the way, because uh, you said that you just had it. So hopefully you're doing well, my friend, and prayers for you. Uh, Missy says, Ooh, I just got here. I'm an a, a, a plus. Uh, what does that mean? That I don't know. Um, uh, I would actually love to talk to someone that, that knows more about this and have them on the show at some point. Um, but so why I think things like Nessie, the Lake George monster, all kinds of different chimeras, whether it's chupacabras, um, Mothman, you know, whatever it is, I think are products of chimeric research of, of these entities using planets like ours as basically petri dishes to do 
you know, lots of experiments and mine resources. And ultimately we're in this massive game. They're moving the pieces around through the humans, through us, because we're here and they're there. Wherever there is, we don't know. But obviously we know that there's certain things we can do that they can't because we have authority here on this earth. We see that in a lot of spiritual documents. So why was it they needed sacrifice from us? They needed it literally prepared and unalive because they didn't have authority somehow, some way to touch it. Now we see that there's other sacrifices done through the Bible, including the one of Christ himself. Um, And I have a theory on that too, that that's actually to a bloodthirsty God to basically get us out of the line of fire um, where we now uh, can go straight to the God source within us. And we don't have to have these mediators between heaven and earth, if that, if, if that makes any sense. So, uh, Eloise, I've talked about NDEs, um, quite a bit. Uh, I'll try to talk about them more tomorrow though, because that's a really, really good thing. Um, it's also noteworthy that, um, the Lake George monster, um, again, in a very paranormal area, but also Nessie, there was a certain, what I would consider pretty evil magician or sorcerer, Alistair Crowley, um, doing a lot of spells and stuff on the banks of um, Loch Ness. And so uh, attempting to open portals, literally. And so I think a lot of this boils down to portals. One of the weird things on the show I was watching, I wish I could remember the name of it, is they were in one of the basements and they could hear a woman's voice like an announcer saying, time to go back in the hole. You know, here we go again. And it's, it's like, it's like it was a portal, like there's an interdimensional portal in these places and people just like in the movie Men in Black are like standing there at their interdimensional airport going, here we go again, going back in the matrix, going back to earth. So um, I don't know. I don't know what this place is. I don't know what earth is for other than I know we're supposed to love each other. I know that life's better when we do. I know life's better when we ask questions, when we open our heart and mind. And I know life's better when we agree with and yoke ourselves with the true divine spiritual matrix, the supreme being, Brahman, the actual transcendent entity of the entire cosmos, nameless and faceless. These things are supposed to be serving it, by the way. So are we. And I I call them these things not out of disrespect, because I'm sure at some point in time and space, We will all be living together or we will understand what it's going on and there should be respect there. Right. So, uh, yes, love the answer. That is the answer to everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anna, thank you very much. My friend, uh, Asa says maybe they're crossing dimensions during the sightings. Yeah. And I think that that too, like that's what the little orbs are is it's almost like them kind of detecting. They're literally driving something through the matrix and going, okay, here's where we're going to manifest. And we're seeing the orb. It's basically like a laser pointer in in multiple dimensions moving around going, okay, here, now we're going to manifest here again, just my theory. Um, Great, great, Martin. I love that. The Earth's purpose is the same as ours to be. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And ultimately to be whatever you choose to be. The Earth can be a beautiful place. It can be an ugly place. It can be full of love. It can be full of pain. It can be whatever you need it to be, whatever you want it to be. Same thing with you. Um, Again, everything's better in love. So 
Um, let's see. So, yeah, we got some good questions going in here today. Dreamstar Oracle says, yes, me too. Um, shout out from the Philippines, Roja. Uh, Roja's awesome. Um, Anna says they can bend space and time. Uh, I've seen it right in front of me. It makes uh, everything look pixelated or fractalated in front of me. You're not alone with that. That's a lot. A lot of people say that. It's almost like looking through not fog, but like vapor. Like if you were to look through, you know, like when you look through the top of a campfire and you see everything distorted in the background, that's kind of how these like portals look or these hot bed energy areas tend to look to the naked eye. Um, so yeah, Pine Valley, uh, New York, by the way, EW uh, or Ewood asks. So yeah, Pine Valley, uh, New York, not Utah. Uh, Utah is the Uinta Valley. That's where the Skinwalker Ranch is and stuff. So what we're talking about now is, is up in New York. Uh, really interesting place. So real quick, I, I get going on this stuff, guys. Uh, th today's the last day. If you guys want to grab a t-shirt with the logo on it, that's our little Dimitri. Um, Dimitri's really rad. He's a little psychic raven. He's my spirit animal, and he is our uh, mascot for the channel here for Cub Cooker Supernatural. So you guys go grab that. It's got a really tasteful, clean, nice-looking logo on it. You can get green, purple, navy blue, or gray in the shirts. The charcoal gray looks really, really clean. I may order one of those for myself as well. Um, and when I mean last day, I mean I'm shutting it down. You're not going to find it. So if you guys want it, go grab it today. Um, and then we'll have another shirt next month. So I'm only doing shirt sales. Very short drops on them. Then tomorrow we're going back to opening up the patron tribe. So uh, with a new offer on that. So be sure if you want a shirt, get it today. Those are 39 bucks. So you can support me directly supports this channel. I'm a content creator full time. www.cubcookercubkuker.com. You can click on my name, click on the profile picture, look in the comments. It's going to be there. Uh, so y'all go check it out. www.cubcooker com so um anyway there's the merch right now so uh let's see anna says so thankful for you cub uh, i thank god for your channel oh that is really really nice of you thank you so much my friend um i love hearing stuff like that so we've got an incredible community here guys um asa gotta run thank you shona what is up um shona says saw a raven on the way home should have known you were on yep absolutely absolutely i've been seeing a lot of them in my area too and they don't even they're not even really native here i know we've had some in history but the whole time growing up here i always thought it was cool to see ravens and we always had to drive to colorado new mexico oklahoma to even see them you had to get 100 miles away from the city or more to even see one so to see them regularly now after it was shown to me that that is my spirit animal. And it's it's honestly changed our channel. It's changed me. I've found a deeper level of being in the supernatural and just really getting this energy all the time. And I really attribute it to just coming into agreement and saying, okay, Dimitri's real. He's really in the spirit world. He's really with me. He really helps me. He is my manifestation of the Holy Spirit, just as the dove was for Jesus. Um, and we actually, in our tribe, we, on one Saturday call, made everybody's spirit animals. We have turtles, honeybees. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a fox in there. We've got, I've got some really cool, uh, we've got an owl. The owl is really cool. 
the guy with the owl, he's taking it to the next level too. He's got all kinds of cool owl swag now. So, uh, Marlene says, Oh, nice. I've been connecting with crows for months now. One comes and visits almost every day. That is awesome. Marlene. Uh, great question. Um, uh, bearer 700 says, how do I raise my vibration without alcohol? Yoga and meditation, guys. Yoga and meditation. So I do not use any substances. I am not a, I do not drink. Um, I do not smoke. I am pretty much clean. So uh, I drink a lot of tea and coffee. So beyond that, um, I, you don't have to have any kind of substance to raise your vibration. In fact, alcohol lowers it way, way down, way down. You may feel like, oh, I'm, I get stuff. It's because you're putting yourself falsely in a flow state. But then the alcohol takes over your mind and you actually can't think and you actually end up in a low vibration, depressive state. It's it's a horrible, horrible rabbit hole, guys. And I've been there. So please just be aware. Um, you know, there. if you're like me, I drank. There were some days when I would drink, you know, a 12 pack alone or even more sometimes, depending on how light the beverage was. And, and I like the foamy stuff. Um, occasionally wine. Um, I don't really have a problem with wine, by the way, because I actually think it's a lot more pure. But if you're drinking a bunch of bottles of wine, that's a problem too, right? So, um, so for me, I had to cut it out completely. I've been totally sober, no alcohol whatsoever for, I think, 11, 10 years now, nine years, 10 years, somewhere in there. Uh, it's getting close to 10 years, not maybe not quite yet, but it's been a while. It's been like, it's really, really removed from me. Thank God. So, um, no more booze. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I just really encourage you guys. I'm not here to tell you health or wellness stuff, but I'm, for me, I joined a really nice gym. Um, honestly, I, the money I saved when I quit drinking, I was able to buy, um, one of those big side-by-side four-wheelers and easily make the monthly payments on it. So I don't have that anymore, but at the time, that's how much I was spending on alcohol every month that I could literally afford a payment of a brand new four-wheeler, like a side-by-side, like two people sitting in it, one of those big side-by-side things. And that was how, you know, how I justified quitting. I gave myself a way to funnel my money into something else. And um, I told God at the time, I'm, you know, I want to quit this, take my business seriously. Let me let my dog out here because she is begging at the door because mama's feeding the other dogs. So, um, Baru says, you've inspired me. Thank you, my friend. I hope so. Um, and one of the hardest things for me to quit honestly was cigarettes. So, and, and I know, um, a lot of you guys struggle with that too. We have people in our community that struggle with it. I struggled with it. Ultimately, that was one of the best things I did because I didn't understand what breath was until I was a non-smoker. And uh, when you're doing meditation and yoga, you need to control your breath. You need to control your body, your mind, your spirit, and ultimately funnel spiritual energies. That's what it's all about. So um, let's see. Wine was a sacred sacrament. Stephen says, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so again, I don't have an issue with that. It's just um, I had a whole lot of issues with um, it was just a ritual to me. You know, I loved it. I was creative. I was an artist still am. 
are there days that I think, you know, it'd be nice to just, you know, sit with family and, you know, have a bottle of wine or something? Yeah, I do. And again, I don't have an issue with wine. I may drink wine again someday. But for me now, for me now, I know that I've got stuff to do before I partake in anything like that ever again. So that's just how I am. Um, how did I quit the the Puffy Puff? Um that one, um, I did, uh, I, I switched the mode of delivery. I can't say that on here, but I switched the mode of delivery briefly just for a couple of months and was able to get off of it, which was, was great. So anyway, that's truth train for confirmation there. So again, I can't tell you what to do, but I do for me, I'm really, really glad that I quit. So, um, cause, cause doing spiritual work you will find a whole nother level when you can uh, stay sober and stay away from all of that stuff. So, um, all right. One more point here because this ties into everything. So we've got a vanishing village and I had not heard of this one. Vanishing village of Dudley town. So, the vanishing village of Dudley Town, while not directly located in the Hudson River Valley, but nearby in Connecticut, Dudley Town is often associated with the region's paranormal lore. The abandoned village is believed to be cursed with the reports of ghostly apparitions, unexplained phenomena, and unsettling experiences to those who visit. So, um, literally even to the point where people couldn't even find it anymore from what I was seeing. So, it's like... Um, really really weird is it a town out of time and space is it real it, are you literally back in time when you're there we've heard some of these types of stories before but again more piercing the veil more interdimensional interaction right um yeah rhymer says uh it seems that the most spiritual people have the most addictions yeah absolutely because we're the ones that are already not here and it's much easier for us to take something or do something that gets us out of here even more. Because when you're spiritual, you're already, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And we just don't know how to wield that because we're not taught in our modern belief systems, religions, or spiritual traditions. And no offense against anyone. But I am telling you, we are not taught to be in the world and not of the world. And actually wield our spiritual energy with love and grace. We're taught doctrine and dogma we're taught ritual we're taught process or methods or whatever you know tradition you come from but we're not taught the spiritual interaction and experience and so when we can learn that that comes from experience by the way and i've personally known people who have lost their life to substances because they could not figure out what it meant to be here but not be here so that's the hardest part of it. So Jim's by Joey. What is up, my friend? Uh, coming in from Iowa. By the way, we're on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter with the professional looking one now. We've got our logo. We've got the background, everything. So um, I even had Bob Peck on this morning. If you guys did not get to watch that episode with Bob Peck, really, really good interview with him, especially if you're in kind of the deconstruction mode. Highly recommend that episode. So go check that out. Um, like I said, you guys grab the t-shirt if you want one at all. Please go grab them. I've had a bunch of people say that they're going to go grab one and, and not that many people have bought it yet. So I 
do not want this one to go away before you get an opportunity because I promise you I will have people go, where's the shirt? I was going to buy it. You need to let me know today. If you if you want the shirt, you need to get it today. So let me know today and I'll give you a link that will give it to you. Uh, I'll pay your shipping on it. So anyway, that supports what we're doing directly. Then we're going to open up the memberships again starting tomorrow. So I love you guys. I hope you all are having an awesome day. Thank you for your support. Listen on Apple or Spotify. Give me a follow. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Apple, Spotify, everywhere at www.cubkuker.com. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow. I will be live at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow. I'm probably for the summer going to go to one podcast a day. I am running out of energy, y'all. I love you all to death. But between the community, trying to make, I haven't even made my short videos for today. It's almost seven o'clock. I'm exhausted. So I'm going to have to go to one episode of the podcast today for now. I'm going to try it. So please. Thank you for your grace and your love, but I want to try to do better interacting in the community. I want to try to do a little more behind the scenes content. I want to do my short videos a day. Uh, I want to do about 15 minutes of short content a day that go out in like, you know, one to three minute episodes on all the platforms. That helps me grow a lot, helps us grow what we're doing here. So uh, with that said, and now with the new setup and everything, I think one ep- one hour long episode a day where I come at you with some better research stuff. We still get to spin on everything, but I've got my points and everything. Uh, you guys let me know if you like the new setup and you like that, or do you like more lives a day, just more impromptu stuff. So literally leave me a comment on the podcast. Let me know what you guys think. And you guys that are in the tribe, let me know what you think too. I'm really trying to find balance here where I can keep doing the spiritual work myself, keep learning, keep doing research and actually get all the content out. Because right now, just prepping for two live streams has eaten up my whole day. So um, you guys let me know what you want. I want to give you what you want, but I also um, I want to make sure we're growing here and I'm putting out the content that the algorithms like. So anyway, check it out. Check out the podcast. Check out the merch. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Elena. Thank you, D. Thank you, Shona. Thank you, Rojo. Uh, Steven, Dreamstar Oracle, uh, Asa, Anna. Thank you guys so much. Teresa, God bless you all. Um, thank you over here, Missy, Rhymers, Eloise, uh, Beru. Um, thank you very much. We want you having good balance, whatever works for you. I appreciate that. Uh, Ewood, thank you so much for being here. Alexandra, um, God, we had a bunch of people on today. Thank you guys. I appreciate the support. Melanie, thank you. Um, Jim's by Joey. Yeah, we had a, we had a good group on. So thank you guys. I really appreciate your support. I hope you enjoyed this one. Wanted to lean into the paranormal a little bit more. June is paranormal month here. So I'm doing my little paranormal month. It's not officially paranormal month. I just felt like it was a really good time, really good energy to get back into the paranormal stuff that I I started this whole channel on. And I wanted to continue with it and really get into some good conversations about it. So um, anyway, I love you guys. Y'all have an awesome afternoon. I'm going to see you tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Love you guys. Peace.